Matt. This is the UFC 297, the Sean Strickland versus Tricus Duplessis recap. Okay. Uh, <laughs> before you start, uh-huh. because of how Discord audio works, we'll take you behind the curtain when there's... when. When I hear Matt play the sound effects, I only hear like a couple clip, a couple snippets of it. What was the last thing you played there? The face I heard the Tyron face the pain. oh face the pain. Yes. Okay. Can you step to this? Okay. Yeah. All right. Can you face? Uh, the, I, can you face the pain of this card? Uh, how many? Okay. How many times did you fall asleep trying to watch this? Never. But. <laughs> but I made. But it was. It wasn't ten o'clock at night, was it? Exactly. <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning and I made good use of that lovely fast forward button which I recommend all of you guys use yes, it yes. liberally the European mind cannot comprehend watching an entire <laughs> UFC pay-per-view <laughs> let me take you back a few years when UFC wasn't as prevalent and cards happened every three months for the boomers only, mm-hmm. um, where we talked with friends two months before a card about the matchups, which, by the way, most of the time actually stayed on the card. No injury pullouts. Um, and then we watched the whole card and we watched every walkout. We loved everything about it. We made pick em games, brunches, and we stayed up. We stayed all. We stayed up all night. Brunch pay per view is let a really good you, move. Let me tell you, these times are over. No, not for me. Nope. Because when they go, when they go to the United Arab Emirates or wherever, it's a brunch pay per view, and it's the best. Yes, yes. But this card, look. How do you feel? I fell asleep four times. <laughs> how would you? Would you? Would you say that's because of the quality of the card and the fights, or would you say it's because of some? What, what is the reasoning behind? That? All right, I have. I, there's many reasons, and it's not fair to blame it entirely on the quality of the fights. I am also just jet lagged as hell, so I could not. I could not make it through Katona. Yeah, it, I, mean, it, I, I. So I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and I was like, "Oh, good, evil love." And Alan, that'll be exciting. But then I fell asleep again. But I woke up in time to see a gator roll. That was good. Ninja jokes. And then, and then Magni, of course, I fell asleep again. <laughs> Matt Magni versus Mallet. But I was awake for the title fights. So that, you know, that they're at least, you know, they have belches. So that, that, that's important, right? So I, I, I was awake for the important or at least allegedly important stuff. I'd say I'd allegedly, say, yeah. allegedly important is where we're going with this. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> concept. I think we, we have to structure these breakdowns of all these cards, especially some of the Apex cards, more around concepts, not just breaking <laughs> down every fight. And I think falling asleep so many times is not a good indicator. Besides the, look, we have the, Sea level, sea level, Luke. But now we have jet lagged Luke, and I, I can feel you that that you probably can't stay stay awake for some of these scraps. Um, I'd say, like, I'd say overall, UFC two ninety seven, especially with with the pre fight hype um, of the main event only. Yeah, and then with some actually pretty interesting fights, pretty good fights. I wasn't, I wasn't as mad, but we, dude. I know there is some fanboys out there that just will eat everything up that Dana puts in front of them. They watch slap. They think it's a good idea. They love Apex. They love the Apex. And they love this card. And look, it's not it's not something that will stick with us. I love the the the, the most interesting thing about it or the most the best thing about it for me was finally we have a bit of movement in that damn middleweight division. Because I think for the longest time, like since 2018, you, ha- you had either Izzy or Whitaker in one of these fights, I think. You know what? they? It's, it's both title fights that are like that. 
movement finally in divisions. And that's always so this new is new matchups. So this is good. Yeah. No yeah. running no running it back. Um, which always, which always excites me. I don't, I don't like rematches whatsoever. It's, it's probably one or two times I, I thought, okay, now I need, I need to see it again. But, but otherwise, I'd, I'd always opt for the, for the new and fresh matchups. And this, in that way, and and I think Strickland as a concept has to be discussed as well. In that way, I'm not sure how thankful I can be uh. for Sean Strickland. And his his um, miracle win against Izzy. What was it a miracle? Um, did we? Where did we finally settle? I, did we settle? Did we settle on the snake he, charming, or did we settle? I settled. I settled on the snake charming, and that was all Sean's win. I take nothing away from him. In oh, fact, no. in fact, I thought Sean won this fight. Oh God! That's... Oh yes, I do. I do. I think Sean. I think Sean controlled and did more damage in rounds one, two, and five of this fight, and I think he won a decision. Oh, I, we, but, have a, we have a good question from our our French friend Sean oh boy. from Liverpool. Hello, Sean. Which, which Hello, one? Sean. I think she, bonjour. I think he wants us to break down or just just contemplate the question of what is a significant strike. And um, I think yeah. that's, that's a good question here too. But yeah, I think that that jab shutting Dracus's left eye was pretty significant, dude. The chaps overall, probably the most significant thing that people and that's like we can credit to Sean for having a good jab. We can credit mm-hmm. for Dracus too for having a jab. <laughs> um. Yeah. What what Get made you think like what made you think that that uh, that Deshaun won this? Uh, honestly, just optics. I wasn't like I wasn't looking at the criteria that much. I was no, just like, no oh, Sean's Sean's beating him, and like uh, that that jab is more impactful than whatever takedown Drake has got. He didn't he, like Drake has got a takedown in most rounds, I think, but Sean got right back up. He didn't. It wasn't the situation I expected where Drake was just hulking him out and holding him down and bashing him. Uh, so, like, yeah. okay, well, it, he's going... Dreykus is doing the Dreykus thing where he's throwing these gigantic hooks and Sean's jab is in his nose and mouth before the hook has moved two-thirds of the way towards Sean and interrupting yeah. it. It's just amazing. Yeah, And and it's it's like... What was I saying in the lead-up? I was in, like... I was in like card fuck uh, shows on whatnot and stuff. And I was like the matchup of the two slowest fast strikers in middleweight because they, they both kind of move around and look like they're underwater half the time. And then suddenly are exploding at people. And that's what Dreykus did. He exploded. And Sean, I mean, he was there. He, he was there to get taken down. He was there to get punched in the body, but Dreykus didn't do it enough in my mind. And I thought Sean. I thought Sean took round five, looked bad in round three and four, and I gave those to Dreykus. But that was really just in comparison to how jabbed up Dreykus got in rounds one and two. This guy. So that's where I was at. That's guy. where I was at. I need to be. I need it to be pride rules. That's what I need. That is one of the fights that needed pride rules so much. If this was pride rules, who won? Probably. It. It would have like. It has to be a no time limit Pride Rules matchup. Mm-hmm. I want them to fight to the death. Yes, because they promised it. And of course it didn't happen. And of course they didn't do it because it's Sean Strickland. <laughs> Sean Strickland had, I, th- I don't, I'm not quite sure, but I, I think one or two KOs in his last 20 fights. And I'm, I do have to remind people all the time about the Apex headlines that the Sean put, put us through. And none of them were some American psycho shit. Just methodical, no, he jabby. Had, he had Abus and Izzy, and that's it, right? That's it. It's got to be it. Is there more? No, no. You're in Abus and Izzy. You're you're in good company of of not scoring a fight, but having a strong opinion about who won. Dana said again, <laughs> he he took out this age old line of, you have to take it from the champion. <laughs> I mean, look. Oh yeah, it's nowhere in the rules. But hey, why don't why don't we just say shit? Sean, Sean just shit. He's, I think I did enough, but maybe I was. Maybe that was some pussy shit. 
not, he's not wrong. <laughs> just, it's just incredible. Oh, uh, do you want to talk about a concept I have for yes. for our main and co-main? Both yes, losers are losers of our main and co-main. The uh-huh. concept is the incredible honesty that they show uh-huh. while also being possibly clinically insane. Yeah, MBS. MBS talking in the in the lead up to the fight about how no one wants to see the fight, <laughs> but that she'll do what she can to make it entertaining. Uh, yeah, it's just incredible. It's a concept I wrote down too. I I just wrote down um, honesty of fighters, mm-hmm. and of course it, we talked about this that as a fighter you probably have to be a bit delusional and you probably honesty can't be your first driver, <laughs> but then. Then you have Strickland, and I think Mayra Bueno takes the crown of the most honest, like the the most honest person on the planet, because she predicted that she knows that no one wants to see it, that her her fight. Everybody knows it's boring. Yes, <laughs> but she also said that Strickland is a boring fighter. Yes, and she's right. can't remember can't remember the last time he was in he was exciting, and he, she's so right. It's yep. it's incredibly right. It's the best. Um, it's it's something with with Deshaun and and him as a, him as a concept. Um, there was there was, I'd say, the loudest pop from fans for a long time. But then we could be jaded by the apex, which never gets pops. Um, but I think we forgot how insane the Sea of Dongs can be. And we, that was great. They were great, huh? Canadians eating up what Deshaun was serving them. Oh yeah, Canadians they, loved Deshaun. They um, Australians yeah. loved Deshaun. Everyone loves Sean. Why would that be, Luke? Even is, me. Why? Why do you like him? He's hilarious and entertaining. <laughs> and that's all I really need from these guys. I don't really care what he says. Yep. I, I honestly, I. Like, you, I don't really care what almost anyone says. To be to be honest with you, like the trying to convince me of some political belief is 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 the most worthless endeavor anyone could anyone could pursue. It, 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 it's it's meaningless and it means nothing. So to have Sean go up there and just talk shit about literally everything is absolutely hilarious because he is he does it in a way that makes it seem like he's he actually feels that way as opposed to uh, Colby or Ian Gary or any number of other people that say shit that seems completely cringe and fake. He's genuine. He, he will not dude is not rehearsing stuff. It is entirely possible. Sean actually believes women should not fight MMA. Strickland. It's, pro- it's unlikely, but it's entirely possible. He believes that Strickland's lovely girlfriend will not write lines for him. It's not needed. He's, he's genuine, and that's what people missed also with Connor. He, at, at least at the beginning of his career, Connor was honest. Mm-hmm. He was just himself, but amped up to the gills, which Strickland is too, by the way. Like, what? Watch Strickland five, six years ago with the long hair, long hair Strickland. Maybe that's even longer ago. You will not. The dude will not say anything. Same happened with Jail Sonnen. You just amp up your personality. You show it. I like that it's still possible, even if I don't like what he says. I like that Dana defends him. <laughs> I like I like that he's just torching these so-called journals that just ask questions to probably get a reaction they can write about afterwards. Oh yeah. That's all to, sports that's all sports journalism is, right? I have to I have to roast these sports journalists a bit because they could not get enough of Sean Strickland and him in their minds probably saying the wrong stuff, but dude, just saying you had two gay champions up there, like it, two two gay fighters that fought for a champion belt. No one asked them questions. Nope. So that's on you, you dumb fox. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. You could have just ignored the Sean. Could have talked you... about the the Tisha Torres Rocky Tiny Tornado Power Couple. You could have talked Didn't about Mayra Bueno being gay. You could have talked about, um, like you could not, not even talk about her being gay because I don't care. But. That would be something, right? If you want to, if you want to play that fiddle, and I like, I, like, I have to, I have to <laughs> say, okay, Dana, not liking what you do, but 
that he says he he will not, never tell a fighter what he has to say. Probably not true as well. <laughs> it's good. It's good that he lets at least the Sean talk whatever he wanted. And he also, yeah, I think he's also right. Like, do you think Pennington or Myra Bueno do they care one iota about what the Sean says? I think they're amused no. by it as well. No, he's. I I think. So I, think dear, I, I think so too. My, yeah. What I want to say, long story short, dear normal people, <laughs> MMA is not the place for you. Dear normal people tuning in because you saw a headline that an MMA fighter said something bad and used a bad word about gay people. Wow. Please realize these people are morons <laughs> and no one cares. No, I'd be, I'd, they, we shouldn't. This dude, this dude fights for money for a living and loves it. He would do it for less money. If you're looking, he for, might even do it for free. He'd do it for a hundred bucks in the parking lot. If you're looking for life advice or philosophical statements about the world, and you go to an MMA event for it, not sure. Not sure if you. There are people that think about. Stuff. If you are looking for love and tolerance <laughs> and respect, do not go to the football. No. Nope. Do not go to the MMA. Do not go to NASCAR. Maybe go to women's lacrosse? Probably not. <laughs> Look. Drakus versus Deshaun. We had this fight now. Um I think we do, do you think do you think Deshaun's stock is in any way, shape, or form falling now? No. Will he also will he headline I don't, Apex cards again? <laughs> I, I I truly don't think he cares about having the belt. I don't, I think it was even it's very it, it may even it may even be that he didn't like the scrutiny that much and didn't didn't like having all that on him. And is far more comfortable just headlining Apex cards and podcasting. Will will they will they relegate him back to the apex because he's just oh yeah hundred percent hundred percent yes dude loves it dude dude I looked at the maps and I think Extreme Couture is like a five minute walk away it's perfect for him he loves it I mean I love it too in a sense that Strickland is one of these guys that will that he'll be unapologetic a fighter. And I think we we went a bit too far into the into the way of oh these are all sports people and so serious and you have to take two year breaks because it's so dangerous yeah okay I hear you but then Deshaun just wanting to fight as long as he can I think it's the right way not everybody is Jim Miller pal five minute drive my mistake yeah I, I know not everybody is Jim Miller five minute walk for a euro. Yeah, five-minute walk for you. Five-minute drive for me and my gigantic pickup truck. <laughs> you fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but then, now we've seen this fight. We have... Dricus is our champ now. Do you feel any different? Do you, do you Are you excited for, for the new champion? I think... So we've had, like... Dear God, was, was the last title fight Pereira? Against whom? Again, against um, against. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fuck. Uh, Poetan gave his post-fight speech, and Drakus gave his post-fight speech, and Izzy is living f- rent-free in both their heads, and I think it's hilarious. Oh, dude, yeah. So, and and I, come, I come fear, to daddy. I fear that they will do Izzy versus Drakus next. Uh, I think they definitely do it. We need fresh. We need fresh people. Where comes that? So he's he's sick constantly. Yeah, yeah, he's brittle. He's like porcelain. Con- people people blaming overtraining. He got oh, Rona really Rona. bad. Blah blah blah. He's just he's he's, he's just not healthy. He's just not healthy. Yeah, happens. It, and do- apparently was hospitalized again. How long is he going to be out for? Who knows? Who else do they do? Drakus already beat Whitaker. Yeah, you can't do Whitaker. You can't do it. No, this one doesn't. This what this one doesn't deserve a rematch. No, and Dana's already shot it down. Yeah, please, thanks, Dana. Hmm. Dude, I, I so think, I don't know. I, think I don't know Tatiana, what to do. Tatiana Suarez and and Hamzat should talk. Perpetually injured. Fuck. Sake. 
Yeah, I was going to bring that up later in the show. It's, I saw, I saw the, I saw one, one meme, which is stated that Paul Tan is now in the UFC for two years and has two belts, and Hamzat has been in the UFC for four years. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I don't know who you can do against Strikus that would make me happier than someone named Marvin Vittori. Strikus didn't Strikus enough for me in that fight to be truly excited for a next one. And well, Sean that's just... the thing is that's why I thought Sean the snake charming dude. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah do yeah yeah hundred percent it works. Snake snake charming is is the way to go. But then I thought about the biggest snake charmer in all of MMA, and for him, at the end of his career, at least it it didn't it didn't work. Do you know who I'm talking about? Tyron. Homero. Oh. Joel Romero. Yeah. 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 Dude was the snake charmiest of snake charmers. Yep. Yep. What a goddamn weirdo. Didn't work out. No, that's true. For Deshaun, it works pretty good. Like, the dude, dude already did way more than anybody ever expected of him. To be fair, too, like, Sean is 32 years old, while Romero was, like, 48 by the time he was out of the UFC. Yeah, we don't so, know his age, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. We've got years yet for this to stop working. Would you say, would you say that the Sean style is, is, a, is a style that destroys him faster than the regular fighter? No. 100% not. Maybe the, maybe the sparring? No. I, yeah, he likes to talk about how much he... How much ass he gets? How much ass gets kicked in the gym, and that's probably not great for your body. But, but I, I, I think, I mean, what if he just spars exactly like he fights? Because we know he does. I, 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 <laughs> so he just jabs. So he just walks around the gym jabbing motherfuckers all day. Yeah, don't listen to him telling uh, you that he is going to kill motherfuckers and he's going to the death every day. It's not true. He just spars. He, he just he just jabs people. That's his thing incredible very good so it's the best i i wouldn't have imagined that we talked so long about dracus versus Deshaun, but here we are the always changes gives you talking points it gives you it gives you a good time pre during and past during not so much but past post fight and duplessis now i i just have to shout out my my south african brethren most of them i got to know at the immf worlds they were all uber stoked for Duplessis and they're now uber stoked that finally they have a champion from from the continent of Africa um did they are they already all up in your DMs screaming they I mean they were pretty pretty pumped let me tell you that it finally happened and that's that's just interesting for me also they would not count any other one besides Strikus up until of now. Course. <laughs> That's yeah. All right, I'm just gonna brush over, brush over that, and continue just, on. Just saying, just, just. Yep. Just, mm-hmm. just. Uh huh. Yep. Okay, pal. Um, we. I don't think we a- we answered that question that our boy Sean put up. The significant strike one. Do you think it's it's important that we answer it here, or do we save it up for the discussion when we go to Yasmin Yudovicius versus Priscilla Cachoeira? Where is the place to answer that question? What is a significant strike? Yes. How is a strike significant? Yes. God, that fucking fight. That makes me so happy. Why do I not like Jasmine? I don't understand. Yeah, you should like her. I should like her. Because, first of all, Priscilla gouging someone's eyes out to get out of the submission, missing weight. Yeah, yeah. Cheating her ass off at any time possible. It's also, dude, super cruel to walk out to the zombie song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah, I remember, yeah. So, all around... The cruel gods on Mount Science had mercy with us today. For once, they did the right thing. And they gifted us Jasmine just banging the face of Gashuera. Ten, seven rounds. 
some somewhat 300 like and now we're getting into the 300 significant strikes the differential is never going to be beat until it is just it was the first round was like 130 strikes to three or two this fight <laughs> was a the bang of bangs and could you have submitted priscilla earlier Probably the yes. question, right? The correct question is, should you have submitted her? Or did no. you just want to bang her face more? That's right. Yes, that's right. I wrote it down in my notes. Punishing her on purpose. Dude. People yelling in the Discord, she could finish that choke. What is she doing? I said, she's punishing her because she's mad at her for missing weight. She was so <laughs> mad. Like, I think there is one one very nice strike by Priscilla. Um, she, she just... Jasmine was kneeling in front of her and she was run punch her. But then she got just, she's got mother supped, mother milk sup almost. I liked it. loved it. Mother milk sub. Let's go. Let me, let me just say, this is of course the, probably not the fight of the evening, I, but, but it's, it's the one that stands out on that card for me. It's, it's one of the two. Uh, because of uh, the other Canadian woman who won the fight, Jillian Robertson. Oh, there is another question. But we have to, like, we give a bit of structure. Like, I, I hear Sean crying at this, at this, at whatever, like, his, his old... Um, I imagine him sitting in a wooden room with these old-ass 10,000 British pound speakers. He smokes a pipe... Books on the walls. Books on the walls. A fire going. And he's, he's wood. Wood bookcases uh, made out of wood that uh, was cut four hundred years ago. An armchair, like like the, mm -hmm. the the last trees of England are are yep are built into his house. Now he's screaming at these at these speakers. And what is a significant strike, Luke? A significant strike is a strike that causes that causes impactful damage on the fighter. Do I have that right? How would you measure that? How do you see you, that as you a cannot manage. You cannot measure this stuff. It is completely subjective. So your answer, dear Jean, is a significant strike is the one that a fight stats dork is entering in, into the statistics. Or that a judge thinks is significant. Uh -huh. Or that a referee thinks is significant uh -huh. when, in, when a fighter is no longer intelligently defending themselves. Yep. Like when Jillian Robertson is punching you in the forearms and you gets a fight stoppage. I mean, you can say, yes, exactly. Look, you can, that is accumulative, which, which you can, of course, after a few punches to your, to your guard and you punch more and more the guard, of course, some, some of the, the impact goes through, but let's just say significant, you can, I mean, some strikes are pretty significant and it's pretty clear what they are. KO strikes, knockdown strikes, strikes that significantly damage one's face. But then you have people with paper faces like Nick Diaz who get mm -hmm. cut when the wind blows a bit. F f like, And then you have other people that will never get cut. So to answer this question, for some it's clear. Like I said, 20% of strikes, you could say, okay, that, that one hurt the other guy. Maybe 10% of the strikes. But the rest, just whatever you think. Whatever you think it is. Yep. So only, only when the, it, it's only when it's super obvious. So, you, I, gosh, it's hard. To, I can't just be like, oh, well, it's only when it's super obvious because no one knows anything. And what is super obvious to us is like not super obvious to Sal Diamato. No, but but if you if you get knocked down by a punch, it's probably pretty yeah. obvious, and it, that should be a significant strikes. All the others should just be classified as strikes. And then Derek, Derek that, uh, that hit the guard. Like if you just if you count single strikes, like probably one single strike to the guard won't won't do anything. But if you have the ten thousandth strike into your into your guard on the ground, it's probably significant. So. 
I don't. I like. I like the stop due to strikes to the forearm thing. Like, I kind of wish that was. <laughs> I kind of wish that was in topology. Right now, it says ground strikes from back mount. But if it said, pers- if it said persistent and undefended strikes to the forearm and guard, leading to a stoppage, that would be amazing. Do you like the ten seven scoring? I think Sal Diamato scored a ten seven. Sal gave her gave her uh Sal gave her a ten seven uh in the second round before yeah. T- Sal gave her a ten seven in the second round. I like it. Yeah. I don't think because like is there an argument for a stoppage earlier due to strikes? Mm, don't think so. But there isn't really because she was still trying. Yeah, exactly. That that's she just couldn't she just couldn't do shit. I think this is one of the most perfect examples of a 10-7 round. Because a 10-7 round usually would say, okay, this had to be stopped for a long time, but it, this one just... Like, if you would if right. you would just smother someone for, for five minutes in a round, that's probably... A, like, just grapple grapple blanket them. That's probably a 10-7 too, but when you do absolutely nah. nothing. But this one, this one is the, the clearest 10-7 round I'd, I've ever seen. Grapple blanket someone, but do no damage is a 10-8. Probably, because probably they can't so. do anything and you're controlling them, but you're not doing any you're not doing any damage. But this had the control and the damage. Exactly. So here we go. Insanity. I it's love good, it. It's a good one. It's a good it's a I, good it's a good bang to the face. I love that Canadian cards remain somehow cursed, and this one's curse was that only Canadian women were allowed to win. All the Canadian men with Canadian flags next to their name they either got their ass they either got their asses beat. Well, no, there was a variety of ways they fucked this up. Johan Lenice jumping into a submission was amazing. Very good. <laughs> yes, very good. Malot was winning until he was losing. Oh my god, he was winning till he was losing. But good then, job, but Neil. then as well. Look, I talked about walking out to zombie, which you cannot do. But Mike Molot walking out to some teenage dirtbag, 90s douchebag, Averloween rock. Like, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm just a skater boy walkout. You know he's going to lose. Gate. That gate has been kept. Good job, Neil. Cannot do it. Cannot do it. Cannot win. And to lose against Neil Magny. How do you think about that? Does it make... I, I may, it makes me happy. Yeah. Neil, I, I like that. I mean, I, I know Neil is tough to watch, but it makes me happy. I think, I think, because I've been watching Neil since I started watching MMA. He's your like. He's he your guy. He's my guy. He's your claim to fame. Yeah, he yeah he's uh, he makes me really happy, man. I've shaken his hand in person. I've watched him. I've watched him gatekeep the leech out of the top 15. Yep. Now I've watched him gatekeep Moat out of the top 15. Yep. I was watching these, I'm watching these two rounds and I'm like, man, if this is how it's going to be for Neil Magny now, I want to see the leech try to get that win back. But this guy's nope. already proposing running backs. Nope. Nope. Not until Neil loses. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? Any any other any other concepts you'd like to put out there? Yes. Tell um, me. The knees. The knees against Mofsar Evloev by Arnold Allen. Hmm. These are all legal knees. Yeah. DC yeah. has no fucking clue what he's talking about again. He doesn't know what the rules are. No, and doesn't. Goddard. He, I think he saved his ass because he first he first did a mistake, and then he was like, "Okay, I'm giving you a hard warning because of accidental knees." <laughs> Which, I mean, come on. Now let me tell it's you, a, these it's are a hard warning. Though. These are. Anything but accidental. These are as about as intentional as you can throw a knee. That is true. None of these knees is accidentally hitting Moffs or Evlev in the in the facey. 
but posing and having no weight on your on your hand it's not a down to potent man nope therefore all of these are good but he saved his ass by just giving him a hard warning uh, I believe I was screaming in the chat to continue <laughs> blasting him with knees. <laughs> so, and perhaps coming out of that hard warning, kick him right in the dick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, <clears throat> personally, I don't think Evlev won this, but hey. But hey, I fell asleep again. Who who cares? Which is the concept yeah, of, exactly. of about everything else. Action Man versus Barrio. Alan versus Mofsar, Molot versus Magni. That had that had at least a finish. You had Malcolm Gordon versus Flick, dude. Gordon, you get <clears throat> Gordon did not chill out during his walkout. He's going to hurt himself like this or others. And then he did not chill out at the start of the first of the second rounds. And then he just gets arm triangle out of nowhere. He did exact. He did exactly what Jimmy Flick needed him to do. Canadian <laughs> men making bad MMA choices. That that's your concept. Charles Jordan convincing the world he won, except he didn't. Yeah, no. Just the best, dude. No. So the concept, of course, is again, we have a discussion about scorecards and referees. I think, I, I think these. I think the commentary team was going a little too hard oh, on the fighter. The truck wanted them to wanted them to push. Probably. Just a bit. They could have chilled out just a bit on some of their commentary about how great someone was doing when they clearly were not doing great. But what do I know? It's yeah, fine. That's, that's the honesty of the fighters uh, concept we discussed. <clears throat> what was the one we were in? Uh, we were, we were in, Oh man, we were in and, and people in the discord were live betting because DC was talking about how great someone was doing and moving the betting line. So they were betting against him because they knew who was really <laughs> wanting. Oh, dude, we uh, talk about the concept of you guys just absolutely failing again, picking fights. Oh, dude, I got three out of 12 correct. <laughs> the last time the last time I picked mostly people of a na- mostly people just based on their nationality was this uh, this card like two years ago when all these Chinese fighters were getting flown in and they all lost. I did it again. I picked I picked mostly like uh, mostly Canadians. Just everybody lost. Shout out to shout out to Hubu in the discord again for the, i'll find for i'll the, find it right now for the absolute for the best breakdowns in the business yeah like his yeah. his breakdowns are so insanely good and i think he also got like four of it was katona versus armfield and they were pushing katona super hard i fell asleep yeah didn't really pay attention but I woke up and he had just said, hey, I just got Armfield at the end of round two at plus 220. I think he's up two rounds. Because Cruz and DC are on crack and are swaying the odds in Katona's favor. <laughs> the punch stats just came up and validated my observations. Just amazing. So they're on commentary with the truck telling them that they have to push Brad Katona for whatever reason. While Garrett Armfield is beating his ass. You couple that with the winner learn guy and there you go. I think I think oh, the only the only wrong takery of of Hubel was was his his um, prediction of Sean to take DDP soul. That I didn't. That I didn't. I didn't get that one. But the rest, awesome as usual. But then all of your picks went to shit. Yes, every all the picks, all the picks went to shit. Let me look at the compare. Who got? Who did good? Everybody did bad. Yes. And there's only three of us, me and Sean and Hubel. But those guys did way better than me. They at least got five out of 12, right? Listen. Three out of 12. Jesus Christ. I should put that on my LinkedIn. <laughs> Do your, like, put your percentages, like your correct picks percentage on LinkedIn. As a CV, I should. As a CV item. I should. 59.14% correct right now. Um, by the way, just just one last fight. I probably, f- for me, we had Robertson versus Poliana Viana, and um, that was like some, that was a nice grappling match, first and foremost. Nice blue belting going on. You had lockdowns, you had arm triangles, you had back takes, you had triangle chokes. 
And then Robertson, she just didn't know that she could strike un- until the end of the second, I think. And then she found out. And then Viana found out. Yeah. They got the Jimmy Johns freaky fast finish after 10 minutes, very fast. Because 10 minutes <laughs> in the context of the universe, of the universe it's not... It, 10 minutes in the context of this card is pretty fast. Exactly. Considering most of them. Then I found out, and that's another concept, pal, Robertson is not ranked. Why is she not ranked? I'm, I am a huge fan of Robertson at 115. Who does the rankings? Why do they the rankings? And why do we even care? Um, because the utility the UFC rankings, the, the UFC does their rankings. But who does them? The UFC does them. The, the, and they do and they do them in order for the matchmakers to make fights more compelling. As in who That's does all. them, pal? Like give me a name. No, I don't know. They Probably know. Dana. Probably Dana and his team. They just, you know, <laughs> arbitrarily put people places so that they can sell fights. Didn't they have a rankings committee of, of journalists that don't exist? Yeah. And they tell them what to do, and then they do it. It's good. Because the, the concept of, of, of rankings is always intriguing, but then it's, of course, a, a thing that can't be done and shouldn't be if you wanna If you want to make Brendan Allen your next title contender, you say, all right, you're no longer number seven, you're number three. Arnold. Brendan Allen at middleweight. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Arnold Allen too, though. Same deal. Make it strawweight. Up. Strawweight just has a lot of strawweight. Just has a lot of good, relatively good at MMA in it. Yep. But it's but it's also an, an absolutely. Dude, Robertson looks absolutely awesome at, at strawweight. I did not think she would go down and wait and and look good. I don't like that when people do that. She looks. The savage. She's a little savage. Come on. She hundred percent is. Although this, the the thirst squad also oversells Poriana quite a bit. Well, the thirst squad can sell Robertson too, though. Uh... The thirst squad needs to get its shit together. Yes. Let's just say. But then they're the thirst squad. So. But they. But so like she's so she's just right now. She's probably going to get a shot at the rankings. But she just had, she just had Agapova, Pierre Rodriguez, and Pollyanna Viana. So, yeah, exactly. Pierre Rodriguez. I love Pierre Lafiera, but she just she's got like two fights in the UFC. Yeah, Max. So you know, and she lost Tabitha Tabitha Ricci, which was which was probably her shot at the rankings fight right there. That was her last fight. What was that? Was, what's what's Ricci ranked at? She's got to be. I you can't have the best abs in MMA and not be ranked. She's ranked 12 by the UFC. Okay. So there you go. So so maybe she'll get. Maybe she'll. They'll make her fight fight Michelle Waterson and uh, she'll take that number 15 spot or something. Falling in and out of love, in and out of love oh, I'm not falling out, baby. Only in. So <laughs> Listen. I forgot about Tyron, and then I was reminded. Yeah. We, oh, you don't want to talk about it? Okay. No, we we were all reminded of Tyron Woodley. That's right. <laughs> the the movies, the cinema that uh, Tyron Woodley's partaking in, just just the best. Just sticks with you. It's the best. Listen, I think I think this, we pointed out the relevant stuff on this card. The f- the the fun things, the things we love. I think falling asleep so many times, the honesty of fighters, the concept of the Sean. Sean never changing anything ever. I think we did pretty good. Also, again, Canadian Canadian men make bad choices in MMA fights. Part a million, unless also, you're named GSP. We were hard, like a hard, hard reminder of why the Sea of Donks is so important for the enjoyment of a card that barely is able to live on its own. Did you did you see the dude lean over the railing and just absolutely scream, just bleed and make an Olivi's ear? I, I did not, <laughs> but I now regret that I didn't. Oh, I saw, she is so non she is so irritated. I That's saw great. more South African flag string tangas that I ever wanted in my life. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of banana hammocks. Love it. It's a good one. So it's it's uh I think this I think this paper you delivered. Like if you didn't pay for it. Yeah, in its own stupid way it delivered. In its very yeah. stupid way, fight wise, we didn't see anything that we'll ever possibly be able to remember. Probably Yasmin's ten seven. Uh yeah. I think I think that's that's a that's a that's one to remember. I think that's one that I probably would will, will, will take into a referee's course. Just show it to people when they when how how to spot a ten seven. Also, Arnold Allen versus Mofsar, showing them what legal knees look like, and how you can save yeah. your ass if you fucked up. I probably steal. I probably steal the the Goddard reaction to that one. If I fuck up, I'll just say. I think you should giving you a hard warning pal (laughs) (laughs) but but when you do it when you do it though I want you to actually I want you to make it look like you're giving the fighter a hard warning but then when you say it I want you to say I'm giving myself a hard warning yes exactly very good let's continue I will give myself a hard warning in a few weeks when I referee another Emmy card absolutely fantastic next next week there is no UFC again yep so we will break it down. We will think about what's upcoming. Yep. And we will talk about it for months, like like the boomers we are. Dude, it's absolutely correct. No, you're not. Isn't isn't there? Like I can't probably I can't count. No, I think right. you can't no, count. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, there is no UFC card, and then there is an Apex card. And but. UFC 300, dude. No, no, no. It's booked. No, no. You cannot. You UFC cannot... 300. We will talk about it yes. every episode until it happens. Listen. First. Or until Max Holloway is no longer in a BMF title fight. <laughs> first. Fight Night Dolice versus Imavov. No. Our boy Renato Moicano against Drew Dobbins oh, yeah. on that one. Oh, yeah. You have Stuck Randy in Brown. the dreaded you have... apex. You have a good. That's That's a good card. The, the meatball is the meatball back. Meatball is back. You have a lot of people that I've never heard of, but you have Renato Moicano versus True Dober. I could not wish for more. Thank God. Listen, um, yeah, UFC 300. By the way, uh, we've been teased for hours. I, I saw a good thing. Um, they they showed uh, a fight announcement of Cedric Dumbe with a nice promo package, and then they showed every uh, fight announcement of UFC 300 where you just see Dana's bald head. Yes. Um, they talked so, about that the UFC 300 main event announcement is imminent. Yes, just imminent. Telling, just telling you. I have, I have nothing further. It's just it's imminent. It, it's, it's imminently going to be uh, Zhang Weili versus Yan Xiaonan. UFC 300. When, when they fuck up the main event, someone pulls out and they elevate Zhang Weili to her main event slot that she deserves. I think I where think she will where she will proceed to beat that fucking ass and keep that belt. Let's go. Dude, they have so much so much to worry. Like Hebus versus Namayunas and Blanchfield versus Mono Furor headlining cards, with Tori versus Allen and then it's UFC three hundred. It's insane. It's insanity. It's insane. You see a- why I'm so optimistic and happy, even though it's so stupid? Uh, do, I like do it. Three hundred now looks awesome to me. Bobby Green versus Jim Miller, Matt. Probably, I'd I'd prefer it over UFC 299, and that switched a bit. But we'll have to th- suffer through a lot of cards where we don't know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I think. so. What's new? I mean, I do that every Friday morning with one Friday fights. I know almost no one. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's fine. Another news. Fun. Hmm. They. Did, did they announce that our Frankie boy Edgar was Hall oh, of Fame yeah. bound or Hall of Fame bound? Tell tell me about the Hall of Fame, Luke. What is your take on it? It's the hot. I don't think it. Topic. I don't. I think it's the UFC Hall of Fame, and I'm fairly certain it still doesn't exist. As in a physical place, you can visit. Yeah, it. I think it's still just a website. Doesn't exist yet. Yeah. I once was at what was at a casino in Vegas. Where uh-huh. the MMA Junkie Radio, I think, had a Hall of Fame 
booth or or a a store had some Hall of Fame thing, but when I walked there, I got pretty pretty scared about the place that was in it. I think I decided against going there. It looked shady. <laughs> it looked so shady. You think, you think it's you think it would be uh, beneficial from a fraud and criminality standpoint? To just set up the MMA Hall of Fame somewhere in Vegas and like the ba- a back alley, a dark back alley so that you could just rob Europeans. That's what I think. Just, <laughs> yeah. just rob European tourists when they try to find it. Yeah. It's a good concept. You can make some money. I like it. It would all be monopoly money. You guys have like plastic euros or something like why that, but still. Why didn't Ariel Helwani did not produce the hall of fame already? And he could put yeah. his his yeah. first inductee would be Francis Ngannou, fighter of the yeah. year. <laughs> fighter of the year who never fought. Yes. <laughs> no, but listen. Very good. Um yeah, I think I think still I'm I'm pretty optimistic about the year. I'm pretty optimistic about most of the pay-per-views that are coming up and even some of the of the main events of of these fight night cards are looking good besides so many let's say stars are sucked up by 299 and 300. Right. But you have to not, do it. I'm not mad. You have to do it. Because, like, how many how many people bought this? 297. Oh, I think a lot. It was, it was riding solely on Sean Strickland. Dude, we talked about it in the Discord this week. And I think, I'm not quite sure. I don't remember who asked it. It probably was, I don't know. I don't know. Probably the Hawaii guy. Um. Name the three stars of the UFC right now, or the mm-hmm. three, or, or whatever the question, or like some, something in that vein. And I think we disagreed wildly on who the three stars are, besides number one, which is Sean Strickland. Because my my metric for calling someone a star is when randos who have no fucking clue about MMA come up to me because they somehow know that I'm whatever invested in that thing. And they tell me a name, and that then I know this is this is a this is a star, and probably it's a euro thing. I don't know. Or, or most of the of the guys that have come up to me, they will talk. They will either know Hamzat or Islam. Interesting. And, but they know Sean Strickland. So Connor and John Jones no longer qualify. I don't. I, look, everybody will know Connor, but I'm probably we're now four or five years away from his from his like top where he actually fought i know he had one right. fight against cowboy but i don't think he, i don't think he has he carries the same probably if you walked down the street and would just ask a rando do you know an mma fighter they probably say conor mcgregor still but yeah i think it's it's the sean at the moment Nobody has as much look look the sea of donk reacted. And I know it's just, just the sea of donks. And they're a bit more invested, but I don't think there is a big star at the moment. I enraged him by telling him that Jake Paul was the biggest MMA star for a long time. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's infuriating. I'm enraged right now just thinking about it. <laughs> Because I'm looking at Benoit Saint Denis fighting Justin Poirier on a co-main event, and I'm like, Benoit Saint Denis should be the biggest star in the UFC. Yeah, exactly. That fucking walkout song should be the biggest walkout song in the world. Everyone should wake up and play that walkout song while they look in the mirror and hype themselves up to go to work. <laughs> dude, dude, just saying. I think this sold pretty well. I don't know. I didn't watch any. I, I'm not that as invested in numbers. Or in UFC shares or Endeavor, how how they perform on the on the stock exchange, I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching UFC YouTube numbers, but I'm pretty sure that a lot a lot of people um, just just watch this pay per view overall. Mm. All right, I, I'm interested to see because I think I think we thought that about Sean O'Malley, and then got some like news media leak thing that it wasn't it didn't sell that well when he had a pay-per-view so we'll see strickland's post-fight interview had 660k views eight hours ago i think Hmm. um and duplessis interview had 530k 
Mm. Post-fight press conference of Tricus was watched 185,000 times. Rackle Pennington's post-fight was watched 7,300 times. What are they going to do about women's bantamweight? I, I blame mostly the journos. Where is GDR? I, yeah. I blame, dude, for real. They cannot shut their faces about how they're mistreated and how nobody cares. They will not ask them a single question. It really, it, it really begs, it really begs question about these journos when they are just so incapable of looking in the mirror. No questions whatsoever. That's, that's on them. Because every week you and I ask the question, where is GDR? Where is she? And every week, those motherfuckers don't ask that question. Exactly. But then, and to be, to be quite honest, we could say, yeah, okay, the UC doesn't promote, blah, blah, blah. They don't promote anybody correctly. But you have countless women's headliners over the years. It's the only sport that basically has parity, at least in that thing. Yeah. And women will headline these pay-per-view cards. They could not, not, just, not just parity. But there is no difference in the rules. No. Exactly. And it, and it, and coming from MMA and watching Clarissa Shields box once blew my fucking mind because the rounds were shorter. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's insane. But then insane. You, have, you have these journals. They'll, they'll ask because, of course, he gets the clicks. But if you truly want to promote it, why not ask Ra- Raquel at least one question? Yeah. Or Myra Bueno. Like, ask her. She, she yeah. actually tried her hardest. To hype this Dude, Myra made me a fan by being honest. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> so that's just. Uh, anyway, <clears> I agree. Don't, please don't uh, send me a DM, DM that two people asked her a question. You know what I mean? Don't be. Don't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It it it's fair to say that Sean's shtick sucks a lot of the oxygen out of the out of the oh, no. out of the time you've got to write. But you know, yeah. At least he puts up this shtick, and at least he's energized, and at least at least he's bringing something, as Myra did too. By the way, mm-hmm. you could have you could you could go into Myra more. You could ask her more questions. You could ask her about her views on Sean Strickland. By the way, <laughs> but then uh, no, they don't. Listen, amigo. Do you want to look at the, uh, next week's card, or are you good? Uh, no. The, 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 no. The week after. No. No. I think it's... it's Can, cannot do it. It's too soon. <laughs> any any final thoughts? Any Anything you want to... I think... I, I thought a bit about it. Just, just don't... Just do not just break down fights, but we try to find some broader concepts about cards that get up and i think we'll try that in the future okay listen next week uh-huh. no ufc it's this what this what this is what we have to watch we have to find a way one 165 in six days 16 hours and 16 minutes from recording this podcast right now super lek versus takeru oh. co-main event yes co-main event sage northcutt versus shinya Yoki. yes Yes. Sage Northcutt versus Shinji Aoki. Could be my favorite. Cade Ruotolo versus Tommy Langaker from Norway. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but Ruotolo. I I say it's probably my favorite fight ever. Gregorian. (laughs) Marat. He's back. Yes. He's back. Sexy Yama. I like it. Special rules bout with Niki Holtzkin. I love it. Love it. <laughs> Nikki Olsen. Yeah, look, that's that's a good card. That's an insane card. It's a great card. It's insane. It's a great card, dude. Yeah. And I don't know any of these guys. We'll but I know way. Gary Tonin. Have to find a way. We'll watch it. And we'll and we will report back here about the concepts of one one sixty five. Listen. Love it so much. This was a good. This was a good podcast. Thanks for everybody that is listening, that is filling my DMs with hate because they think our takes are wrong. 
I love it. To, thanks to all the card fucks, by the way. You brought in some card fucks, some card people into into the really? little base. And they, I, I follow them on Instagram now, and I see their posts. They, dude, there are some lovely people. Like, they just put up one guy. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the, the, the handle, but he put up ultra old school cards, K1 cards, which are, have not been on, yeah. on sale whatsoever. It's so insane. Yeah, dude. That dude, that dude likes you so much because you like K1 that he found some K1 cards on eBay and made made me buy them for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. I love K1. I lo- let's say I, I love old K1 as, as much yes. as I love my own life. <laughs> it's, it's the best. Fantastic. And these, these old cards with the, with the people in the 90s jumpsuits, with the nice mustaches, it's, it's great. Can't be better. Listen, I think we're, we're through this. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, Yes, pal. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. I look at that, I'm like, please tap. Just please tap. Oh, perfect. Falling in and out of love, in and out of love with you.